You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Lots of stuff I want to talk about today. Because I don't want to just I don't want to just talk about the Machado Harper thing I know, because these guys I are gonna drag this out forever. I know. Now. And all and the thing is like I you know, I, I always try to take some time and just do a little prep for these podcasts, you know, like I like to I don't check Twitter as much, but I mean I have my uh, you know, my team stream from Bleacher Report. Right. And everything on there is just Machado Harper, Harper Machado, Machado Harper, Harper Machado. There's nothing really to talk about. I mean, everything at this point, everything is just, everything is just speculation. And well, the best thing that I read today that kind of puts it all into perspective. Well, there's been a few things, but we're gonna get into it later. But the only thing okay. I'm gonna say is that the, the newest thing that's out on Twitter, the new feeling is that this is gonna drag on. And you know the signs are all there as to what's actually happening, but I don't want to start the show with it. We have too many no. things going on exactly. here on Sox in the basement. So, so tonight we're at open outcry. I know, and this I want to ex- make sure we leave right off talking this about is it exciting. because it's going to be fun. Now, open outcries at 10934 Southwestern Avenue. This podcast is out weekly, so comes out on Wednesday mornings, Wednesday night the 16th. We're at open outcry starting at 7 p.m. We want you to come and join us and hang out. We have free socks in the basement hats. They're, they've got these, these, they're beautiful hats. They're stitched. They have a lot of space around the logo. And we're calling them autograph hats specifically because this is our pre-Socks Fest party. You show up, you pick up the hat, you go to Socks Fest, you've got something on your head that if you walk by a guy and you're like, holy cow, that's so-and-so, because that happens at Socks Fest. Right. You don't have to worry that you don't have your piece of memorabilia you're going to get signed. Or, you, you, you know, you're like, what am I going to have him sign? You have the autograph hat. You see what I'm saying? You're walking around right, because there's with a the whole, autograph hat. There's a whole bunch of I saw it. They look really good. There's a whole bunch of white uh, area on right. the on the actual cap, not the bill, but on the actual the cap. The original design so was like any other of, kind of trucker cap that would have like taken up the whole thing. Right. And I wanted space for signatures. Because my thing was I've been to Saxfest before. And I've run into plenty of people in Saxfest when you're walking around. That you're like, oh my gosh, it's so, like I ran into Jeff Blum a few years ago. Nice. And I'm just like, I'm just walking around. I'm going to get a beer. I'm trying to escape the kids and I'm going to get a beer and I'm trying to escape. And then there's Blummer. He's just, he's just standing there. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, Jeff Blum. I got a picture. I had a picture of me and him in my office, like up on the wall. And people are like, who's that? Your buddy? Like we were buddies for about three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. But I had nothing for him to sign. I remember like, I I mean, I was wearing a Kittle jersey. You can't sign that. See what no, I'm saying? No, 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 I can't no. even sign somebody else's jersey. I wasn't planning on getting autographs at that moment. You know, because, like, I always will have something. I don't walk around with, like, 16 things in my hands waiting, what if I run into this guy? What if I run into that guy? And you're always going to get that random person. Like, one time I got Steve Stone's autograph on a hat. But it was, like, a dirty old hat to begin with. Right. And I felt silly putting his autograph on it because it wasn't like I was going to display it or anything like that. This is why you have the Socks in the Basement autograph hat. You put it on your head. You walk around Saxfest, you get things signed when you, when you run into somebody, or you can even do it when you go and do the actual signature things, but that was the idea. We were sitting around talking about, we wanted to have something special for Saxfest, and I was like, what could actually be used by people? And this is what I came up with. So I'm excited to be handing them out. They will be at Open Outcry tonight, the 16th of January. If you miss it, 
or if you listen to this podcast and it's already Thursday, don't worry. I'm bringing some of the Sax Fest as well. Okay. All right, very Dave cool. and I will be at Sax Fest for the whole weekend. I've got a room. I've got two beds. Don't worry. We don't have to snuggle. <laughs> but I've got a room for us. Those aren't pillows. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the equipment. We're going to be all over Sox Fest. We're going to be hanging out with people. We're going to have places for you to come and meet us, to hang out, to talk White Sox baseball. So we're going to be there. Awesome. But the big thing is Open Outcry tonight, 10934 Southwestern Avenue, starting at 7 o'clock. they got great craft beer. Open Outcry is a brewery. You walk amongst the barrels that they're aging the beer in when they're doing their whiskey barrels or their bourbon barrels or anything like that. Okay. They have like a whole great menu of pizzas, everything from like a traditional type of a pizza to like mac and cheese pizza. They do sandwiches. They do these really fun appetizers. They're just like a cool place to hang out. You know, not too big, not too small. Has a little rooftop area. Yeah, I believe you have to get a reservation for. You might be able to call them tonight because it's, it's you know, winter time on a right. Wednesday. You know on what I'm Wednesday, saying? Yeah. They have igloos that are up there where you can kind of sit inside the igloo. Yeah, I can't wait to see this, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, really cool. Ta- like, we'll check it like, out at some point. Like drinking in an igloo. Drinking in an igloo. Yeah. Yeah, on the top of the roof. I mean, there's good times to be had. At open outcry. So make sure you stop by starting at seven, at least until nine. But I can't pull myself away from a good bar. So I'll probably be right. So be a little bit. Right. Probably a little later. We'll probably take all the equipment out and just still be hanging out. It'll be easy for you to find us. I don't know what kind of party it's going to be. Like my mother's bringing friends. <laughs> she called me up. She's like, she's like, should I get reservations? I'm like, who's coming? She's like, well, your father, your aunt, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not setting this up for you. <laughs> I've got enough to worry about. I got to drag out equipment. I got to figure this out. She's like, well, we just want to be in a good spot to hear the show. And I'm like, well, there's going to be a live jazz band there too. I know how much you love jazz. Yeah, they gave well, me an option for nights. I saw they had a jazz band. I was like, Dave will get, get a kick out of this. Yeah, and no, there'll be some just... music as well for the party. And I was like, why don't you team us up with the jazz band? So they're on one end of the place and we're on the other end of the place right up towards the front. Very cool. Okay? Very cool. So I was like, I was like, you know, my, I mean, some of it, you might hear a few things, but you know, we're going to also be talking to people. We're going to have the headsets on. We're going to be recording a show. There's a lot that's going to be going on. We've got lots of swag. The White Sox sent us stuff, which oh, is really cool. Oh, God. I got all, I got White Sox flags, White Sox tote bags, White Sox baseball card sets. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They okay. sent me a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I talked to one of their people over there last week, and they're like, hey, we hear you're doing this thing at Open Outcry. I'm like, yeah. They're like, you want us to send you some stuff? And I figured they were going to send me like two, three things. They sent me a box. Oh, wow. It was insane. That's the driver awesome. drops the thing off from UPS, and it was just just a box of stuff that I have to hand out. So shout all this, out, uh, shout yeah, out to the White Sox. Shout out to the office. White Sox, yeah, which is really that, nice. That's about. awesome. So Thank you, guys. We're going to have that to add into what we have to hand out from Sox in the basement. Should be a good time. Make sure you're there for some drinks and some fun and some pre Sox Fest stuff. And who knows, maybe Manny Machado will be signed tonight. <laughs> Although I totally doubt it. Maybe, I do. Maybe he'll show up at open outcry. Maybe they'll be like, maybe Manny will sign and he'll be like, hey, That's what I want. where's I'm, the best, where's one of the coolest bars in Chicago? I want Rick and then he's going to be like, in with Manny Machado. And then he's going to be like, wow, yeah, this, this place open outcry. That'll happen. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Also an update, our guest that we had last week, Brad Biley. An hour after, actually less than an hour after last week's episode posted, mm-hmm. with him telling the story about uh, bringing his dad to Chicago, and in the story he said, all I was able to give him was Southwest Airlines tickets because I was waiting for individual tickets to go on sale. I had a message from a fan of this podcast who asked to remain anonymous, who offered not only amazing tickets for free to him and his family, but stadium club passes. Whoa. And I just want to say right now, 
that speaks volumes about White Sox fans. That's a Saturday night in Chicago in late July against the Twins. Wow. And somebody was like, yeah, man, that was such a cool story. You let him contact me. And I just passed the information along, and I was like, contact this guy. They're going to hook you up. So I love you guys. I love that's everybody awesome. who listens Thank to this you. podcast. Thank I, you. That's Thank better you. than why. You know, I, was, I just offered him beers. Somebody else offered him, like, all of that. I felt cheap after that happened. Well, you know. Yeah, well, because I, I am cheap. Did you see the new Sox Fest attendees? I'm excited about a specific name. No, I missed it. Uh, now, run, it run it down for me, you've please. Seen the, you've seen the actual list, right? Who's coming or no? No, I have not. Okay, so, okay we'll, we'll, I'll make this quick because reading them all off. Is, well, I'll just read them off real quick. Uh, Abreu is going to be there. Tim Anderson's going to be there. Delmonico, Angle, Jace Fry, Leary Garcia. Who line up for that autograph? Okay, Giulio's going to be there. Kopech's going to be there. Lopez, Reynaldo Lopez is going to be there. Moncada is going to be there. Our guy, Daniel Pelka is going to be there. The two additions to the current players, Yomer Sanchez is now going to be there. Nice. I'm really hoping there's like an interactive pour something on Yomer. <laughs> it's like a Yomer. Right. Or it's, it's like a, you know what it'll be? It'll be like the anti-dunk tank. Right. Or right? maybe. Maybe you like you throw a ball and hit something and then like something just dumps on his head. I'm saying Gatorade thing with confetti. Every once in a while in the middle of like a symposium, Yomer just comes out in the middle of it, interrupts it, pours confetti over himself, laughs like a hyena and runs out of the place. That's pretty awesome. That would make Sox Fest just magical for me. That would be awesome. Nice. Uh, prospect wise, Mick Rodolfo, Luis Basabe, Dylan Cease, Zach Collins, Eloy Jimenez, wow. Nick Madrigal, Luis Robert, and Zebby Zavala was just added. Oh, nice. That's a great list of prospects. All guys that are challenging to be on this roster maybe one or two of them this year, this most year, of them coming in 2020. 2020. Okay. Also just added Ozzy's coming. Oh my God. That's awesome. Ozzy's coming. Our boy, Ron Kittle's coming. We've been exchanging stuff on Twitter. Okay. Open to hook up with Ronnie while we're there. Okay. He knows we're coming. Nice. So Ron's going to be there. Bo's coming. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. All right. Bo's nice. going to be there. And then the name that I couldn't believe it when I saw it, John Cangelosi is going to be there. What? John Cangelosi is going to be there. Oh, man. If you go back to one of the first That's podcasts, your guy, dude. I That's think your I told guy. the story about how I met John Cangelosi yeah, as a kid. Yeah, in the bank parking lot right. or something. That's the, your guy, in man. In the first Chicago parking lot before they were even Bank of America or whatever right. it was, when the ATMs were just invented. And, and John Cangelosi struggling with the ATM machine. And I'm standing as a little kid behind, uh, behind him with my dad. And my dad just leans over to this guy while he's trying to punch his pin in and goes, John? John Cangelosi? <laughs> and then John Cangelosi is so excited somebody recognized him that he brings us out to his car, this big metal hunk of junk, early 80s, late 70s model car. I just remember it was like one of those big ones that was like squeaked when you opened the trunk. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was pure like, metal. It's like, it's, it's like, it it's, ran like that, in it. it's like that car in the Victory Auto Wreckers commercial. Like, the original like the, Victory the, Auto. The, the door yeah. comes off. That's what yeah. he was driving. He was driving that car. That's and awesome. he opens it up and he's got nothing but memorabilia. He's got John Cangelosi signed hats. He's got John Cangelosi signed pictures. Just in He's got case. John Cangelosi signed baseballs. Like he sat around one night and just signed a bunch of stuff in case somebody, somebody recognized, recognized him. him. Yeah. At, at 84th and Kedzie, where we were at, or 85th and Kedzie, I think is where that, that bank, there's still a bank That's, there. That bank is still there. Okay, it's, just a called something it's a chase else. now. Yeah. Right. I was in that bank parking lot in like, you know, 1984 or something like that, or 1980. I don't know when John Cangelosi was there. All I know is I was a kid. It's one of my fondest White Sox random memories, that meeting Billy Pearson in Hayes Park. And he just handed me everything. He gave me a glove. He gave me a ball. He gave me a bat. He gave me, I mean, I walked out with so much stuff. My dad and him, I think he actually popped beers and started drinking in the parking lot with my father. That's my recollection. 
It was old school, baby. Back then, it wouldn't surprise me. I need to find me some John Cangelosi at Sox Fest. Oh, dude, he'll, yeah. He's dude, my, he'll he's my white whale at Sox Fest. <laughs> him and Kitty, okay? I want to see Kitty again. I've met him before. But I want to find me some John Cangelosi. I want to buy John Cangelosi a beer for all the stuff that he gave me when I was a little kid. That's what I want. That's my mission. I will at Sox la- Fest, I, I want to buy you're... John Cangelosi a beer. I want me, Cangelosi, and Kittle sitting at, uh, at Kitty O'Shea's Having a beer. That's my goal at SoxFest. Nice. If it happens, I'll record it. Or I won't record it. I'll just keep it for my own personal self. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. Before we get to the Machado Harper stuff. Okay. And trust me, I've got some insight into it, but why, why waste time on this? Let's turn our attention to more interesting things. Something I was doing this week is I was, I was getting my fantasy baseball team together. Now, okay. don't worry, I'm not going to nerd out on you. No, it's fine. But I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, I'm in a league where you keep everybody. It's 40-man rosters, 25 of them go to the main, what majors. What do they call it? Like a, dynasty a, leg- a dynasty league. league. Right. That's what it is. And then you keep 15 guys in the minors. And there are, the only rules about guys is that you can only keep four guys the next year that are 30-year-old or, or older. So anybody who's under 30 is automatically can be held on your team if you choose to hold on them. Okay. Anybody that's over 30, you only get to keep four of them. Then there's a free agent draft that takes like a whole month. Like guys just take their time during spring training, that month of spring training, like picking up the guys that people couldn't hold on to. There's trades and everything. Right. Like so it's trades not like year it's, round. It's guys not, are constantly evaluating. So it's not like your typical fantasy football draft no. where you're just trying to pick up everybody. No, in I, like own two hours or I own my guys. I own my guys. I've had Jose Altuve since forever, and he's going to be on my team, and I'm just going to use him up. That's why I have back-to-back championships the last two years. Nice. It's one of the big reasons for it. But I just wanted to tell you about something that I, I looked at this week because I'm getting ready for it. And I, I know that you always hear stuff about prospects, and you're going to get people that are either A, always around the team, B, see them in person and are enamored with a player because that's like their favorite player, or you're going to get people that are out of town and they're kind of guessing, and you're going to get a few experts. But the one thing that I think is the most non-biased thing in the world, is when you look at fantasy rankings. And this is why. Okay. Fantasy rankings just take into account numbers. And if they think the guy is going to actually play this year, like, is the guy going to be a good player? Is he going to contribute? And is he going to put up the kind of numbers you could score points on compared to other players in baseball? Right. It's simply, it's totally, it's totally totally black and white. I mean, there's no, there's no emotion in it. No, you can love a guy like Mankata. But if you don't think he's going to have a good year, like last year, he wasn't rated very high as somebody that you'd want to go pick up, even though they were going to get his first year in the majors. Because even though we were excited here in Chicago, a lot of fantasy experts were like, yeah, that's great, but he's not even going to crack the top 15 second baseman, so why would you even draft him? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Right. So it, it's more of a realistic way of looking at a guy compared to other players and what they project, because this is how these guys make their money, is they, they have to be good at projecting players. So before I look at the fantasy ones, let me just give you a quick ranking of the White Sox, according to MLB.com. Now, this is their end of 2018 top 100 list. They're going to be putting out the beginning of 2019 list. I don't know why it would change so much in the offseason, maybe winter ball or whatever. Maybe certain things moved around. Maybe they think a guy has a better opportunity. But this is the end of the year list in Major League Baseball, just White Sox players in the top 100. Eloy's number three. Michael Kopech's number 19. Dylan Cease is 25th. Lewis Roberts, 44th. Nick Madrigal is 49th. Dane Dunning is 54th. And Blake Rutherford is 77th. Okay. Now, those are the guys that are in the top 100. 
Rounding out the top 10, because that's only seven, the other three guys in the top 10 for the White Sox are Collins, a catcher, Luis Basabi, and pitcher Alec Hansen. Those are the top 10. Now, I go to CBS.com where they're breaking down the 2019 Fantasy Baseball Top 100 Prospects. These are the guys that they're saying could have an impact this year, or if you're in a dynasty league, you might want to grab them because they're going to be worth something very, very soon. Right. All right, so let's go down the list here, and I want to re- I just want to read you the comments and get your reactions to them. Okay. Eloy Jimenez, rated two. He's second on their prospect list for fantasy, right behind Vlad Guerrero. Uh, right, right. So. Eloy, his impact that he's expected to have is that he's going to be fighting for a job this spring. That's basically saying he's going to fight for a job, but we all know Rick Hahn already came out and basically said it. He ain't starting a season on the team. I think they went down, they had a meal. Remember when they signed his brother and they told him, Eloy, we're going to put this to rest right now. I'm sure Eloy was like, I just want you to be honest with me. And he's like, you're not starting a season with the team. We want control. So we won't play games if you don't play games. Because he had no problem coming out and saying it to the press this week. Han made comments specifically saying Eloy Jimenez would not start the season with the White Sox. So they're going to hold him until they get past Super 2 and then he's going to come up. I, I think if you think otherwise, you're nuts. I'm not saying you have to agree with it or not agree with it, but that's what's going to happen. So he's sitting right up at the top of that and, list. And we've talked about it, how it's pretty unlikely that that's going to, you know, Eloy is probably not going to harbor any ill will later on in his career when it comes to signing that first big contract. He's not going to be, oh, well, you know, you guys held me back and, and, you know, for a couple of extra years, so I'm not signing with you guys. That, that I don't, you know, we, do you it, think doesn't Chris work, Bryant, it doesn't do you work think that Chris way. Chris Bryant would refuse the Cubs money if they had the best offer on the table no, when he hits free agency? No, it's ridiculous. You think no, he would do that? No. Because if he went through the same thing? No. No, it's not going to happen. We talked about it. Okay. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. All right. Kopech, 16th in fantasy. Now, I want you to think about that. This is a list that's supposed to tell you the most valuable prospects for fantasy baseball in 2019 that's interesting. and beyond. That's and he's in- not expected to play in 2019. Play. That's how much they value him for the future. They're telling you if in a draft. Get him now. Get him and hold him for be- a whole year. Because in 2020. Be awesome. Yeah. That's right. what I read. That's, I mean, it's incredible, but that's what they're saying. They're like, uh, Eve, if you have any room on your roster, just put him on there and, and bite the bullet. Okay. Here's the guy that I was excited to see up high on the list. 32nd on the list, Dylan Cease. Right. They have him as a midseason hopeful. We've been saying that already. He's going to have the same kind of trend as Michael Kopech. Right, because they're not going to have him start. You've got plenty of pitchers at this point. He's going that to come up later in the year when he's ready. Holes. He's going to come up later when he's ready. Right. He's going to pitch we've, in AAA. We've talked about this. He's going to pitch right. in AAA this year, and as long as everything is good, he's coming to the majors Kopech style in the hopes that he's in the starting rotation at the beginning of 2020. Because he did not, correct me if I'm wrong, but he did not pitch in AAA last year at all. No, he pitched in AA. Yeah, that's what I thought. He did not pitch in AAA. Now, here's the interesting thing. Fantasy guys swapped Robert and Madrigal. Mm. And now here's why. Interesting. They have Madrigal at 41, up, up eight spots from what MLB has, okay? But here's the reason. This is what I thought was interesting. These are guys that are paid to think of the impact of a player on this season for people that are looking for long-term fantasy prospects and then beyond. They actually have his 2009 fantasy impact listed as cup of coffee. What it says is you're going to see him at some point. Even if it's September call-ups, their belief at the beginning of the year, analyzing the positions, analyzing the Sox needs, analyzing how he's doing in the minors, analyzing the fact that he hasn't even gotten above high class A, and he'll probably and he's going to start in double A this year. 
they believe that he will make some sort of jump to at least come up at the end of the year. Before Robert does. Before Robert, who is not expected, because they have him rated about five, six, seven spots below him, he is not expected to come up to the majors, and he has the exact same trajectory. Rookie, low class A, high class A, just like what Madrigal played in 2018. The same three spots. Well, my thoughts... So they see, they see the possibility the White Sox <laughs> might want to see this kid because he just makes contact constantly. My thoughts on it, uh, the Madrigal thing are, uh, versus the Robert thing are this. You know, Robert was never supposed to be up in 2019 anyway. Um, that, considering also the outfield... Depth, I don't think he's up in 2020. The outfield, I think he's a mid-season hopeful in 2020. Right, so he was never supposed to be up in 19. The out, also considering the outfield depth that the White Sox have. We've talked about that. Um, Madrigal is interesting because what that tells you is that the people who make these rankings think there could be a potential need at, sec- at second base. Let's talk about this Machado Harper thing as quickly. Quickly, as we can please. Here, quickly, right? I, I please. do want to tell you, I did say that I felt like by the time this show aired, that Manny Machado would be signed. You're gonna have to back that up, dude. And trust me, you thought I was dead on a couple days ago when the reports came out that the White Sox had upped the offer to eight years and two fifty. See what I'm saying? Right. That was reported by several sources, and then something really interesting happened. And we always talk about the idea of instead of trying to project what we want, let's look at what is actually happening. Let's try to cut through the BS and look at what's actually happening. All of a sudden, the guys that generally are being used by baseball clubs or agents start arguing on Twitter over whether or not that's true. I have noticed that. Okay. I have noticed that. And then all the local media members... Start saying that a source has told us that they haven't gone over the Sox haven't gone over to seven years. A source says that that's incorrect. A source says this. A source says that. Then Major League Baseball's Twitter account puts out something that says that it's eight years and two hundred fifty million is what the White Sox have offered. Right. And, and the whole I've, spin on this is because the Phillies have gone hard at Harper and the Sox are saying, "Fine, let them go at Harper. We're making our pitch at Machado right now while their backs are turned." And that a Phillies somebody in the Phillies brass as a source had relayed out to some media members that they felt they couldn't get Machado because the White Sox were going to match or beat any offer that the Phillies could come up with. Mm-hmm. That's what I read. Right. Then all of a sudden the kibosh is put on. And then the MLB Twitter account takes down that thing. Oh, about the eight years, 250 they for Machado. They take it down with wow. no other thing. Wow. Meanwhile, ESPN's guys and the original guys who reported it have not backed down. They have They're not, still standing. They have not changed what they were saying. Now, I've heard local Twitter guys that are saying, no, that's not the case because the White Sox don't want to outbid themselves. Here was the most telling thing that I saw. Our boy, James Fox from the Loop Sports, who's been on this show multiple times. Right. We like James a lot. Tweets out the other night. That same source has been talking to everybody tonight. Now, Uh I haven't had a chance to talk to James about it. This is slight speculation, but I believe that James probably even got a phone call too. 
And there's some. There was somebody coming out of the White Sox organization. That's what I believe. That said, that wants to stop this now because we've moved to the point where negotiations are happening in the media. And why is that happening? Because nobody wants to outbid what the White Sox currently have on the table. And Manny Machado's agents like that's not enough. I promised my guy more. And the Sox are like, hey man, until somebody outbids us, we're not outbidding ourselves. And that's right. what they're doing. And now we're going to drag on for a while. Jason Stark, one of the people reporting just yesterday, this could go into February now, yep. which is just going to break your heart, but you know what? How would you feel if you found out later the White Sox outbid on Machado by so much that it was gross? Think about how this t- how this town oh, gets angry. Oh, if, Remember, if they were... Mitch Trubisky had a great, great year, I thought, this year as his first real year in the NFL yes, with a real did. coach and a real offense. Yes, he did. And there's still people upset because, well, you know, the Bears bid against themselves, trading up that at one spot and a, screwed themselves give over. Me a break. See what I'm saying? Give me a but break. But that still happens. No, so, so that's you're what's right. gonna happen so, here. So if we give him three hundred million dollars over ten, 10 years, years and 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 it turns out that we could have gotten him for, for less years and less money. Even though some people will poo-poo it, a lot of people will be like, this is great, Manny's here. The first time Manny Machado has problems, is injured, or when he gets old and there's extra years on there, people will be crucifying the White Sox yes. for doing this when they didn't have to. And the Sox know it. You think, See, you think yeah. it matters to Jerry? Jerry doesn't care. No, no, Jerry doesn't. But, Ten years but, from now, Jerry's but, not worried about that. But see example... Different team, but you know, since you brought up Trubisky, see example Chicago Blackhawks. That is a team who gave out a lot of money and a lot of years and a lot of n- no movement clauses, not just no trade clause, but no movement clauses right. to a lot of people. And now those people are getting old and bad a lot quicker what, than they expected. Look what, look what look what the Cubs have done. They've gotten themselves hamstrung financially, and their window is now it's it's open, but they can't open it any wider like they want to. No. And so so the Sox have, I believe, looked at all these different examples around them in their own town and then in Major League Baseball, and it tried to do things a little differently. I mean, look at what the Cubs did when they built everything. It was all players. Now they need pitching, and they have no pitching. The White Sox went with players and pitching. Look at their currency that they have. The White Sox are going to have pitching currency and outfield currency when this team comes together that they can deal with. To, to build up the team. Now, they have a ridiculous amount now, of outfield currency. If, if They're going to have a ridiculous amount of pitching currency. Right. If I might interject for a second, just, just I thought of this as we just sit here. I think a lot of this is probably happening at this point now because of the fact that the Yankees have bowed out of this whole Machado thing. Once the Yankees, the Yankees bowed out and the Phillies the Yankees, realized they couldn't beat them, the, the Yankees, Sox know that they're done. They the Yankees it. came out and were like, the Yankees came out and and were like, look, we're not going to <clears throat> the first thing that they said is that, you know, that we heard is that the Yankees came right out and they're like, look, we're not going to tie up long-term years and big money into into anybody right now. Uh, because so much of what the Yankees has done has been homegrown. Then there was this whole thing from Yankees uh people that said, look, we should not be having to sell ourselves to Manny, you know, Manny Machado, you know, Manny Machado. It's the, it's the other way around. He should be selling himself to us. So that really, I, I think that, you know, Machado and his people were really hoping that there was going to be, you know, a bidding war between the Yankees and a few other teams that had deep pockets that just didn't happen the way that they wanted. No, to. and it didn't. Now here's what's happening. The Phillies, 
have focused on Bryce Harper and the Yankees have walked away and the Machado camp is like, oh no. So now we've created this mystery team that isn't real. I hear that. Nobody there is, believes there, I this is real. That. No, nobody Bruce, believes this. Bruce Levine keeps saying that there's some mystery Bruce team. Bruce Levine not. wants it to be the Cubs. There's That's not. Why. No, I he know that. Wants it to be the Cubs so bad, but it's not. No, I know. Okay. And we've already talked about. And I've already said the only possibility would be the Angels. And we've and, and we've that, already... that was brought up. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. My my dad was and I were talking on the phone about that, and he goes, "You know, remember the Angels?" Because we were talking about this about a week or so ago. He goes, "You remember." The Angels do that. They sit back, they wait, they got nothing but money, and then they just pounce on somebody, okay? And they've they've been known to do that in the years. So is that the mystery team? No, I don't think that they're no, going to do that. I don't think it is either. They Bruce, are not doing it. And we've talked about how Bruce Levine completely showed his ass on Twitter a couple yeah. of weeks ago Listen, with that whole thing. These so. guys, these this Machado camp doesn't have another option. See, Rick Hahn has done a masterful job of creating a great landing spot, putting out a competitive offer, and relaying to teams like the Phillies and the Yankees that we will outspend you. And, and by doing that and, now, the well, Phillies uh, and well, Yankees have moved on. The greatest thing that could happen for the White Sox is if the Phillies signed Bryce Harper. And then they were like, that's it. We can't afford to do this with Manny Machado, too. Right. That'd be crazy. And, and now you don't have anybody in now, it. A couple of and things if I too. were Machado's camp, that's what they're weighing right now. Do we sign now? or do, That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to push the Sox for a little bit more and sign. Right. That's what they're trying to do. If we could just push him a little bit more, let's sign. Because the moment that Harper signs, their offer is never going up again, Manny. Right. And that's what they're telling him right, right. now. Well, and so it's like, well, let's see what we can squeeze. Let's get a, let's get a media blitz. Let's do this. That's what's happening. And that's how close we are to this. And right I'm going to tell you something else, too. Regarding both what the Phillies and White Sox have done, both of the Phillies and White Sox people, and in, in our case, Rick Hahn himself, has said, look, if we don't get either of these guys, eh, Oh, well. Right, because we, the Sox don't have anything we to continue, lose. We continue with the plan because the Sox haven't had anything to lose. Now, what the Phillies have said, the Phillies have, have put this whole thing out where, hey, look, if we don't get either of these two guys, if we don't get Harper, if we don't get Machado, that's fine because we're thinking Mike Trout in a couple of years anyway because he's a homegrown Pennsylvania guy. We can afford him by then. We'll be competitive by right. then. So both teams have put out this this whole thing of, hey, you know what? If we don't get either of these guys, eh, oh, well, no skin off our, our and listen, backside. I don't want to say anything's bad happened, but in an era where lately players have been sitting around saying the salaries aren't where they are and we think that you know they believe that these teams all talk to each other, you don't think these two general managers, you don't think there's a possibility. I'm not saying it's him, but you don't think there's a possibility where they haven't had a conversation like, well, what are you going to do? Oh, the Phillies and, and yeah. Han? What are you oh, going to do? I'm sure there well, has been. Well, we prefer Machado. Well, we prefer Harper. Okay, well, then you guys make your push at Harper. We'll make our push at Machado. We'll stay away from yours and that offer and thing, and you don't stay. And you don't bother ours. We'll both get our guys. You don't think that's possible? Oh, I think it's entirely possible. And then do you not also think it's possible that the reason the MLB thing was taken down, this is my last point because we've run out of time today. Right. The, the, the reason the MLB tweet was taken down is because the White Sox have said over and over again in the press, they said it at the winter meetings, Rick Hahn says it in almost every publication where he comes out and talks about how the MLB rules prevent us discussing or disclosing or giving anything true or false about what's going on in negotiations. Yes. And the White Sox complain to Major League Baseball that you're breaking your own rule by putting it out there. Take that off your Twitter account because you're affecting our negotiations. Yep, yep. You don't think that's possible? Because I possible. think that's what happened. 
Yeah, it's very possible. Okay, and that to me tells me that you have one team that has said Harper's our guy and one team that said Machado's our guy and neither one of them is going after the other guys. Isn't that interesting? And neither player is getting what they want. And neither player is getting what they want and they can't find another team to leverage. And they're stuck and it's over and you have these two egotistical agents that can't understand why. And they're they're holding their clients saying, come on, we got to we gotta do this, we got to do this. Do we sign before the other guy? And now they're in the middle of this frenzy and all Rick Hahn has to do is sit back, put his shoes up on his desk, put his hands behind his back. Kenny's like the stogie in the corner. Jerry's laughing like a maniacal rich man and they're going to get their guy. Right. I, that's what I think. Right. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who cares? I'm just a podcaster. But that's what, you know, that's what I think. We're just two guys in a basement, but you We're know. just two dudes. That's what I think. Remember, open outcry tonight. If you're listening to this on the first day, it comes out on Wednesdays. Wednesday the 16th, open outcry night for Socks in the Basement. 109.34 Southwestern Avenue, starting at 7. We'll be there at least until 9, but Dave and I most likely will hang out even later. We're going to record a podcast at some point. There's going to be a live band. So with the live band, I don't know how much of the podcast will be broadcast through speakers to the crowd. Right. It might just be kind of huddle up in our area. We're going to have right up in the front and stuff like that. You can go anywhere. We're going to come out and interact with the crowd and stuff like that. There's going to be great music for you. But, you know, some of it might be broadcast to the crowd and it might just be like, you know, come on over and hang out with us and right. we'll record good, some there's, spots. There's good you food, know, there's good beer, get get some uh, get some swag for Sox Fest. I'm a big fan of, like I used to do live radio broadcast and I love the freedom of a podcast because we can record something for five, ten minutes and then we can walk around and speak with everybody and then we can have a fan say, hey, I got this great idea and we can sit down with them and we can talk to all the people. I can record for three hours and find the best stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yes. That's the beauty of doing it. So I think that we're going to have a lot of fun experimenting with that and doing our first live event at Open Outcry. Come out and join us. We're looking forward to see you. we got those free autograph hats for Sox Fest 2019. We've got all kinds of other swag, not only from Sox in the basement, but from the White Sox who gave us a bunch of stuff to hand out. And we got so much stuff, it's going to be easy to hand it all out. I'm awesome. pretty sure of it, okay? Awesome. Should be great. We will see you there. See you and guys if you there. missed it, don't worry about it. We will see you at Sox Fest. That is coming up. We're going to be out there for those three days and details in our next episode. This is Socks in the Basement. I'm out of breath. I need a beer. It's 10 in the morning. No, it's not. It's <laughs> What time is it now? Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? I felt like it. Socks in the Basement. <laughs> Heard everywhere a podcast can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.